Uh, this week's guest is, is powerlifter, Irish powerlifter, Eamon Harford. So uh, he pops in to chat about life, uh, disciplined life as a powerlifter and the ups and downs of competing in the sport. Hope you enjoy it. Um, so how, the first thing I want to ask is how did you get into the weightlifting? Because it's not a big thing really in Ireland. I saw it's kind of growing a bit, but how did you kind of get into that? So first of all, I'm going to correct you. It's not weightlifting I do, it's powerlifting. Okay. Because weightlifting weightlift is in the Olympics. Right, okay. Okay, Olympic weightlifting is in the Olympics. And everybody wants to know more about that, just Google Olympic weightlifting and then Google powerlifting, you'll see the difference. Uh, second of all, I didn't get into powerlifting to start. I played rugby for nice. like 10 years. So I played for Brigham, that's where I'm from, and then I played for Clontarf, and then I played for Scaries after that. And through that, I was actually born with a bit of a, a knock. Everyone knows it's knock deans, but called lower cross syndrome. So one of my legs is kind of slightly ajar. It doesn't, it's not, my knee is not straight. And on the other side, I have a, uh, a bone spur. Long story short, caused me a lot of problems. So I have to try and figure out, is there a way to fix these things? Because I was literally ended up in crutches every single year playing rugby because I was like, my knees kept getting hurt. Yeah. So I went down the um, strength conditioning route and found kind of like strength training to fix my injuries. So that's how I kind of got into strength training. Uh, I was just good at it. I've always been a big lad. I've always been strong. And then I kind of, when I stopped playing, so I used to compete in strongman, which is like stuff you see on TV, you know, the, the stones and the pulling yeah, the trucks yeah. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I did that during the summer for a bit of crack. And then I did uh, I did rugby during the winter. Yeah. Uh, and then my a partner I was with at the time, she was in the gym. I was training her in the gym, and she wanted to compete in powerlifting. And I was in a strongman time, and I said, you know what, I'll just jump in and do the powerlifting with you. So strongman and powerlifting are similar, but if I was to make the biggest difference in it is that. Strongman tests all kind of like athletic strength, one mac, one rep max strength, like how strong are you for one thing, but yeah. then also how strong you are reps as well. So yeah. um, we all know the kid who's really, really strong one time, but then you know the kid who couldn't do something like 100 times, can't do that one thing once. Yeah, so yeah. powerlifting is the one thing once. One squat, one bench press, one deadlift. Oh, okay. So... so um... And what what are your what are, sorry, what, was your, what are your warm-up maxes for the squat, deadlift, and um, thing? So my best squat in competition is three hundred eighty kilos. Right. My best bench press in competition is two hundred kilos, and my best deadlift is three hundred and seventy-five kilos. Now that squat is the uh, second biggest in Irish history, and the deadlift is the biggest deadlift ever in Irish history. Okay. In powerlifting. That's very good. Well. So, and did it take like many years to get up to there, or were you like, you know, the way you say you're like naturally strong? Like, obviously, you don't just automatically get to be the strongest, but like, did it take long? Oh, man, I, I, I have been grafting like strength training for about 12 years now, competing in powerlifting for eight years, but I live and breathe this, so I'm obsessed. So, when I mean grafting, I mean my training is four to five days a week, three to five hours a session. So yeah. it's like a second time, and then and then couple the food inside of that and recovery. It's it is literally a job, you know. 
and I have a full-time job as well. <laughs> I very, very, I, I work 80 hours a week as well. Yeah, so I, have an eight, I work, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an area manager for homeless shelters in Dublin oh, City really? Centre. So, yeah. He's been so mad at so, uh, three, three to five hours, that's fairly, that's hefty. What kind of recovery would you be doing? The ice baths or what kind of recovery would you do? Uh, the biggest recovery is food. A lot of people think, oh, you know, ice baths, this, that, and the other. Massage therapy is very good. Uh, massage guns are very good. Um, ice baths, I don't really do ice baths, but I'll do ice uh, showers. So, like, if I get a shower at nighttime, I'll just, like, stick to the, after training, I'll stick it to the coldest setting and, and sit under it or put the, um, a great one for your listeners that are interested, anybody who plays Gaelic or, you know, like that, this thing called a contrast shower. So, like, one minute cold as you can handle, one minute hot like eight or nine times is really, really, really. So people think it's cold or hot. It's the difference of the two that helps the recovery more than anything else. So going right. from cold to hot. What, what effect does that have on the muscles or how can you explain that? Without being too scientific, basically the cold damage, like traumas the muscle, tells the body, well, there's like a trauma here, like a bruise, like been punched. And then the, the heat helps the blood get to it. And the more blood you got, everyone knows biology, red blood, carries oxygen yeah so the more oxygen you get to your muscle the quicker it recovers all right yeah yeah nice yeah i must try that now yeah um how much do you have to eat a day to just i suppose be strong enough like there's probably a good bit of eating in it like um so that would change depending on where i'm at like so at the moment post-competition obviously being injured but one of the things i do post-competition is i like to lose weight yeah. So between three and 4,000 calories a day. But when I'm really getting ready for a really heavy competition, that could be eight to 10,000 calories a day. Jesus. Is that tough? Like every day, is that, does that take an effect on you? Like after a while or. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I flip this camera around, I could show you like literally what I, I normally eat for dinner. I just had uh, a large chicken breast, a salmon breast about like, 400 grams of potatoes and a whole thing of like veg you know Jeez. but my the thing is my my diet changes depending on where i'm at in the training phase so i don't know would a lot of your listeners be gaelic heads you know football heads yeah. that sort of stuff yeah so if, if you if you think about during the summer when you're doing all the training to lead up into the comp into your football okay think about we do the opposite we build up and then the competitions, the rest period, because it's only one day. Yeah. So we spend 12 to 14 weeks building, building, building. Then we compete, then we come down. Then we do 12, 14 weeks, we come down. So you try to get, not that you try, some people have different um, mentalities or methods to it. Like I'm a super, there's weight classes in powerlifting. I'm a super heavyweight. So it means I can weigh anything over 140 kilos it doesn't matter. There's different weight classes. So, like, my last competition, I weighed in the heaviest ever weight. I weighed 177 kilos. I'm not entirely sure what that is in stone. But the he- I got up to, like, 182.5 kilos, which is 400 pounds. Uh, I think it's about 27 or 28 stone. Yeah. yeah. And now, I- and now I weigh 153 kilos. So, in eight weeks, I've lost, like, 30 kilos. Oh, Nate, oh, are you so you're kind of cutting now, or is it just because you're not in training? A bit of both, but yeah. use the not the not training as a um, 
as a time to cut because the hardest thing about doing a sport like this is to stay healthy. Like I don't drink, I don't mm-hmm. smoke. I'm in bed every night before twelve o'clock. You know, like um, I get I get blood work done. I get you know I take vitamins and minerals to help me. I eat as good as I can. I spend lots, and I mean lots of money on food. Yeah. So yeah. if post competition, the smartest thing is to look at your health and try and make it better. And most times, the easiest thing for your body is to be lighter. Yeah. You know. Now, the, you lift heavier weights the heavier you are, but that's only for, like, in one position. <laughs> yeah. You know, I get I get, I get out of bed walking up the stairs when I get ready for competition, but now I go for 10, 15,000 steps a day, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's, like, there's a lot of, like, it's an intense kind of lifestyle, like, but it sounds like I've only been listening to what you're saying for 10 minutes or whatever, however much you've been talking for, but... What are the physical downs like that has to take a huge toll? Like I know you you probably adapt to it, but what tolls does it take, I suppose, day to day? Like oh man, there's like some days when you try to get out of bed. Actually, I'll give you a perfect example. I actually have uh, sleep apnea. Do you know what sleep apnea is? No, sorry, no, I don't know what that is. You may explain that. Okay. So sleep apnea is when you your neck is too big or your chest is too big, you actually literally choke yourself when you sleep. Really? Shit. So so you can, um, so I have to sleep with a, with a machine to help me breathe. Yeah. Because if I don't, I can actually stop breathing and die while I sleep. Christ. Yeah. What's that like? Is that? Um... I don't always do it because I'm really bad with stuff like that around my face. But um, yeah. it, it's not the easiest thing. But it's it's one of those, as you said, what, what are the dangers or what's the hardness like? If I was 120 kilos or 110 kilos, I probably wouldn't need that machine. Yeah. You know? So there's kind of one. Next one is you're, you're beating yourself up daily. Uh, jo- joint pain like elbows and knees, hips, that sort of stuff. And then probably as well, like, you're constantly tired and fatigued because you're training all the time. And then you're eating all the time. And then yeah, you're sleeping yeah. and then you're, you're returning and it's like the same thing over and over and over again. And yeah, mentally yeah. it's very tough. Go on. Sorry, sorry. Do you ever get sick of that? Does it, is there any time where the hunger just kind of goes when you're like day after day and you might be tired and you might be fatigued and you just say, oh, fuck this, mate. But does that ever come into your mind? Yes and no. So, yes, I've experienced that in the past myself, but what you need to do is... I joined, I used to own a gym called Lake Barbara Andrada and I shut it down and just things whatever. And after that, I was kind of training by myself a little bit more. And I, I got kind of just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But then I joined this club called Abs Powerlifting in uh, Dublin. And they have the strongest powerlifters in the country, nearly in the world, in it. So I'm constantly surrounded by animal, like absolute animals and sports. So there's never really a kind of a time when you can be lazy or unmotivated because you've got a boss there, Jay Farrand, who's like, he, he's, he's a head coach and he's great, but he also has an expectation, you know? And uh, then he's trained with people like one of my, my best friends, she's a girl, Laura Vogelsang. Like she's one of the best females in the whole world. She can squat 260 kilos. 
you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and geez. so when you train alongside people like that, you, you can't, it's very hard to not be. But like, I, it's the same when I played rugby, like I played rugby, Tyg Furlong was on my team. Was you know, he? Kind of way. Yeah, you know, other players that I played with Leinster and stuff were on my team. So it made oh, me motivated to be better, you know? Yeah. What's so, like Furlong like? Is he any crack? Ah, he was, he's great crack. Great singing voice. Is he? <laughs> yeah, oh, he loves singing. to sing. Loves to get an old tune out. Oh, anything. Anything you can think of. Oh, very good for morale. Very good lad for uh, bringing a team up if they're down or whatever, you know? But also a great lad because I wouldn't be like Ty Furlong level. I never was. But he treated me with the same respect as he treated, you know, anybody on the team or anybody he was around, you know? He doesn't have yeah. an ego about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? And um, what, do you ever power, like, if, if you're in competitions, is it always like individual, like say you just on your own, or would you ever happen like that you kind of go in teams or would that ever happen? No, it's, it's, it's really, it's an individual sport. Now there is like certain competitions where they have like a club championship. So uh, like if you win a certain amount of weight classes, whatever you, your club can win uh, an award, but it's it is usually individual. There's two kind of like powerlifting competitions at the moment. There is um, like nationals and worlds where people compete in the weight classes. They try to win medals, yeah. and then there's the pro circuit, which what it does is imagine like what's the best way to put? It? Imagine putting like Mayweather in a ring with like Mike Tyson. Right, because right. you get you get the really small people and you get the really big people all competing against each other. But what powerlifting has done is came up with a formula. It gives you a score called dots. Okay. So if I squat four hundred kilos and somebody who weighs six sixty kilos squats three hundred kilos, the person who weighs sixty kilos with the three hundred kilo squat can beat me because the score uh, put, takes their body weight into account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so the biggest kind of like pro competition in the country at the moment is the Abs Pro, which is held every year in uh, in Abs Powerlifting in Dublin. And that's kind of like, that takes people from England, America, Ireland, puts them all against each other under some crazy strict rules and uh, puts on a big show. He's like a fire breeder, puts a live band on, the whole thing like... What do you say? Fire really do you say a fire breeder? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, if, you look yeah. At my Insta- if you look at my Instagram, there's a picture of me squatting and there's a fire breeder behind me. Oh, really? Jesus, if it wasn't yeah. hard enough, like, Jesus, fucking fire behind you, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's classy. And where that's in Dublin every year that, that goes on? That's in Dublin. So, uh, November 28th and 29th of this year in Fingers, Dublin. Anybody wants to get any more information on us, you can come along and spectate it and have a look and have, a, have an experience of your first uh, powerlifting competition. If you want to come up, I'll uh, bring you out the back. You can, you can meet some of the lifters and you can actually have a, a first-hand experience if you want. I might actually go to that. Uh, sorry, November 28th. Yeah, I'll actually put that in the diary. Yeah, yeah. January I'm not competing, obviously, because, the bicep, because of the bicep, but I'll be there helping out. Oh, so. did you did you tear your bicep tendon or what was it that you did to your bicep? Yeah, so the distal bicep tendon tore from my elbow open to my shoulder. So oh. I had to get surgery done. And I always see the videos of that. Did you did you do that wrong there, or was it just that? Is that was that any fault of your own that did that happen, or that's just a mistake? Yeah, it was. It was an issue. It was a problem of mine. I I I'm brave enough to admit I did something wrong there. I 
So anybody listening to this podcast who deadlifts knows that when it gets heavy, you put one hand over and one hand under. Yeah? Yeah. So you've done a deadlift yourself, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the most important things that people tell you is to keep your arms straight and locked. Now, on my underhand, I grip, I turned the bar more into my hand. Now, this is not advisable. So sometimes if the bar is too heavy, it'll rip out your hand, it'll rip your hand up, right? Yeah. So what I was trying to do was the bar rolls. So what I want to do is when I get to the top of the lift, I could probably hold that weight in my fingers for a second or two. Yeah. All I have to do is wait for the ref to give me the down command. So yeah. I put it to under, but with under your bicep is flexed. So there's too much tension in the bicep. And then that basically caused the uh, bicep to tear. So, and yeah. on a scale of like one to ten, how painful was that? I I nearly got sick. I was. It's it's weird because it actually it actually sounds like gunshots in your arm. Two gunshots went off. Boom boom. Yeah. Oh, you know your body goes into shock, and it's just yeah, it's interesting. Jeez. Um, that kind of leads on to the one the last the last question. Um. What thing is the best, the best and worst um, part of being a powerlifter? Uh, I would say the best thing is the community because I was able to get in contact with a doctor over here through the powerlifting community. A guy I, I, I kind of barely know helped me get in contact. You know, you're nearly, as soon as you're a powerlifter, I'm going to go possibly compete in Miami in February if it heals up in time. Like, there's people over there already who I've talked to who I don't know want to t- have a drink with me and relax and after competition, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. But, and the second best thing is discipline. I think that, especially young, and I say young and not kind of like oh, old man, kind of, I'm in 30, but younger people don't understand the necessity for some discipline in their lives. They work, then now they think, oh, I'm going to sit my phone for two hours. And then, you know, putting discipline in place allows you to, be successful at business, be successful with loads of things, you know, in a way. Yeah. And if, if you've ever gone through what it takes to squat 10 kilo PR, like you're talking 16 weeks of everything for like two and a half kilo, go, yeah, you'll yeah. know how hard it is to build anything. Nothing just comes yeah. easy, you know, kind of way. Yeah. The worst thing about powerlifting, in my opinion, would be it's very much like boxing. There's too much politics. There's too many federations, there's too many promoters trying to make their mark on it to make money, you know, kind of way. Oh, it's so, a bit of a money grab, yeah. Well, if you think about it, like boxing, in you know, way, like all throughout the 80s and 90s, someone had Mike Tyson and somebody had like Mohamed Aldi and all these guys, and they're like, they saw a cash cow rather than saying, oh, we want to put everyone in one federation together and, and, and box for the best. What UFC did basically, you know what I mean? UFC came along and said, we're the best. We're going to bring everyone together. If you want to be the best, beat the best. You know that kind of way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's probably the worst thing because what it does is we're all very passionate about powerlifting, which is understandable. But what it does is it creates like nearly an animosity between federations because everyone's like, oh, mine is better than yours. You know that kind of way? Oh, when so really is... we're all. Oh, sorry. Um, so you, you, so would every powerlifter have their own little federation? None of you are kind of in the same one, like. No, it, it would be like a group of powerlifters. Like, there's like eight federations in Ireland. We're such a small community. Yeah. You know, true. that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, that's what, um, 
That's the worst. The second worst thing, in my opinion, would be people who are introduced to powerlifting before they have the, like, say, the foundations of lifting in place. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be trying to lift a one rep max squat if you can't squat body weight. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that can be that can be kind of like dangerous because one rep max is dangerous because you're putting 100% into something. So you got a lot of lads who do powerlifting, do good, good one competition. The next thing they get injured and they're not even that long lifting and they're fucked. Yeah. In that kind of way. Yeah, I know. So yeah. if you want my advice is join a club. If you want to be powerlifting, like if you want to be a really good Gaelic player, you wouldn't just like go out into the pitch yourself and kick the ball around, would you? You'd join oh. a club and learn how to kick the ball. So yeah. join a club, get a good coach, and learn how to do the lifts um, right. Then you'll have less heads being injured. But to be honest with you, the, the biggest thing that powerlifting does for a lot of people is gives them a goal outside of their work, outside of anything else. Uh, gives them a chance to work towards do you know the difference between objective and subjective and uh, not really no sorry no i'm pretty ticked. so no 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 no. you're not tick not a lot of people would so yeah. objective is objective is how much money you have in your hand i have exactly five euro right yeah Subjective is i think i might have five euro right okay so yeah. so powerlifting you've got your numbers I objectively have squatted 380 kilos. Yeah. That's it. Now, if I put five kilos up onto it, I have got better. So it gives me a goal to work towards. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's the same, same thing with business. If you, if you have 2,000 euro profit this year, you need to objectively say, well, next year I have 2,500 profit, 3,000. Yeah. That's how you build so that's kind of, in my opinion, the biggest thing that I learned through powerlifting was the ability to plan goals and have something to work towards. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's solid advice. That, that kind of carries through for Ant-Man life, I think. Uh, exactly. But, but the, like, having to wake up at a certain time and eat certain amount of meals, like, did you ever hear of Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Heard right. What's the, number one, what's the number one thing he tells you to do in the morning? Oh, I'm not sure. No, what, 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 what was it now? All right, right. Yeah, go on. You make your bed. Make your bed. Because you have something to achieve for the day. Like, yeah, yeah. But no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't walk out in chaos. Have an idea of what you're doing. Yeah. So that kind of way. Yeah. And if you know you have to eat a certain thing for breakfast, a certain thing for lunch, a certain thing for dinner, you're going to train at this time. You're going to do that. That gives you continuity in your day. Do you yeah. know that kind of way? Yeah. So it allows you to uh, to have structure, and humans strive on structure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's a real kind of like <clears throat> that's probably the biggest thing about powerlifting. So, it gives you would you ever consider doing a competition? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't think so. No, I, I'm interested in. I like. I'd watch the competition, but no, I don't think I'd ever do it. No, but no, I, fair, fair play to anyone who does do it. No, but no, it wouldn't be right. No. Everyone who listens to this podcast, right? If we get 200 comments, Balakin Bal- and Buzz is going to do a powerlifting competition. I'll train him for a powerlifting competition. All right, that's that's fair enough. Okay, that's 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 a good yeah. deal. That's a good deal. <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> You're like, damn, I should have brought this guy on. Yeah, okay. 
Sure to get 2,000 comments here now. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I, I, haven't, I, I haven't really listened to much of your other podcast, but I saw one about stick fighting. So, like, if you're willing to do some stick fighting, you can do some powerlifting, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's her. Yeah, hurling the national sport, yeah. It's dangerous. As uh, it's, a, it's a great sport. It's a great sport. I love all, like... I love all sports. My dad brought me up with watching everything from cricket to hurling to Gaelic to football, rugby, anything yeah. that's on I'll watch. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, and I'll say it myself. And stick me in front of the TV, I watch out now with something to but um yeah. yeah, that's it, nearly. Um yeah, thanks for coming on anyway. Um most people never even reply, so thanks a million. If you want us to say it or just if you have any websites to plug or anything like that. Uh realistically, like we, I have a, a training page that we I train people online, give them programs and they get better. Uh, it's called Mutant Strong. So if you look up on Instagram, um, they can check me out, Aim Strong on Instagram as well. If anybody has any questions about powerlifting or when, where to get started or anything in general, kind of do you want to check my lifts out? Stuff, even if you're a Gaelic player and you want me to have a look at your squat, just give me a shout. Tell, tell me that you found me through this page. But the main, the, the, what I would suggest to everybody is to be open-minded, try different things, and be, uh, what's the best way to put it? Um, try to put some discipline into your life, even if it just means you're going to eat the same thing every day from Monday to Friday, and you'll see that your mental health and your body health just gets 10. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so, And uh, thanks very much for having me on. Oh, no bother, Raymond. No, fair play to you. It's a pleasure to have you on. So. Um... Yeah, sure. I'll wrap it up there. Um, right, remind yourself, have a, enjoy the weekend. Or yeah, the weekend. Yeah, sorry, it's Saturday tomorrow. Uh, right, enjoy the weekend. I have more. I have more physio and stuff to do, so I'm pretty busy. Have you? Yeah, have you a fun weekend? So there'll be no cans or anything like that now. I don't drink. Drink. That's the way to be. That's the way to be. That's, that's uh, a lot of that is. I was a, I was a dormant for ten years, so I, I hate drunk people. I really hate, hate drunk, drunk people. people. Yeah. yeah, probably when you're drunk, you don't mind them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, when you're drunk as well, you don't realize. Yeah. Um, right, All right big bye. dog. Thanks for having me on. All right, no bother, buddy. Mind yourself. Thank you. Bye bye. Right, Kappa Chats, fair party episode. Ah, uh, it was a, it was been um some weeks so far, and I'm recording this on Friday, like two in the morning. But like, geez, it's been some week in fairness, like for the hurling side of things, anyway. Whatever. But the, I know the footballers lost, the miners lost, or um. They lost in fair. I think it was two points they lost. They were lucky they lost to Abbey Rangers now. So um apart from that, that was probably shy for them. But apart from that, it's been a good week. Tuesday night, sixteens won. Um they beat Leakslip now. It was a savage comeback. Leaks have broke by five points in fairness to them. They actually did played very well in the first half. Uh Leaks have broke by five and um the boys in fairness to them came back and um came back to have a great win and to win a cup. Like it's nice. Can't bait beating a cup, you know. Because uh, we don't really have too many of them in cap, but things like this don't come around too often, so it's nice to win now cup and to beat the likes of Leaks as well is always sweet enough. And um, yeah, and then Wednesday night, then there was a good win, like it was it was kind of expected now that though that that the boys would win that anyway, and like it wasn't really not that it was a formality, but like it was just by it was a matter of how much they won it by, I suppose. So they won, it was four, what was it, four, fourteen, two, three. Um, there was a disallowed goal. I was doing umpire and sure, the, but the, it was a proper like, fucking this. This was embarrassing. Like how far this was over the line. This was about a foot over the line, and uh, the two umpires, like me and some other fella who was the other umpire, said, "Right, that's over the line. Give the goal." 
and you think if two umpires gave the, gave the goal anyway, you would have thought they'd give it. But um, anyway, sure didn't make too much difference. Um, I think we had eighteen or nineteen points on them in the end. So, um, but yeah, that was good. So the boys are playing broad for next now. Who'd be nifty enough? Kilcock after that, then who'd be very good? Kilcock, I think, bet Broadford off the pitch. No, I don't. I don't understand how that happened. But anyway, um, that, that that apparently they must have a few boys back, um. So that's that promised to be a good few game, good good two fixtures. Um, so they've Broadford, Broadford at home in the Coliseum. There, I think it's next week, and then they've Kilcock. Then in a few weeks' time in there. In the lion's cage, I suppose, in Kilcock, so it's not always a nice place to go for cow people. It's always a bit hostile, but Asher, look, hopefully now, hopefully they bring it home. Like they, they're playing really well. Like they haven't played badly like for a long time. So hopefully it's just not against Kilcock that they flop because the team can always have an out flop. Like when they play well consistently, there's always going to be like a dip where they just play really badly one game. And hopefully that look that mightn't happen, but hopefully it doesn't. Um. Uh, what else? Yeah, the Cokers, under-14 Cokers lost the final um, playing with Kilcock. Um, so they were unlucky. I think that was Division... Oh, was Division 3 or 4. No, I wasn't... Um, I wasn't I wasn't at it or anything like that, no, but I just heard the loss. I saw the score. And so, um, so they were unlucky. Uh, good good players coming up on that as well, in fairness. And, uh, yeah, sure, I mentioned the, the ladies are in the final tomorrow. I fucking... Um, I was going to buy a few flags for that, but sure, I couldn't... Um, I didn't know who to get them off, but anyway, uh, yeah, they're they're the final tomorrow half two, so go down there if you can support them. Um, so they're playing the Fina. I don't know where I think they're Newbridge. I think, but yeah, they're playing the Fina in a junior A final. So, so best luck to them as well. And um, yeah, hopefully they fucking win. It'll be another two cups in one week, and it won't be a bad return. Um, right, I may fucking I may head off now. Right, I'd say yeah, that's it. I'd say sure. Any and any other teams in Kappa that are playing during the week, best of luck. And uh, yeah, Kappa boo. Found that kill bus!